0: had this breakup and like i don't know how i'm gonna move on afterwards hey man don't sweat it like there's a whole bunch of girls out there that'd be lucky to have you man like there was no one like her like i just don't see myself ever being happy again. like everything reminds me of her bro let's let's get her off your mind let's go grab something to eat and we can chat it up but like i don't even eat anymore because you know like she used to eat seriously Somebody get that boy something to eat. Like how, how, yo, this chair, y'all don't laugh now we have an incident. <laughs> but how How? How? he's going to get hit with the cross, right? We're not talking about the one-two that Miles put on him. But then, let's go grab something to eat. And then my man said, I don't even eat no more. Because she used to eat. If you didn't know, if you didn't know, we are in a uh, relationship series uh, here at The Becoming Church. And uh, this is actually uh, week three uh, of the collection. And and, and basically, uh, the the premise of the collection is this idea uh, that if you want to get life right, you have to get relationships right. Because, I mean, you can look around this room. We don't live on this planet alone. We live on this planet uh, with other people. Uh, we have to figure out uh, life with other people. And, and and that's not the angle that we're coming from in regards to relationships uh, in, in this collection, but more so of the romantic type. Uh, because the reality is uh, who you date and uh, ultimately uh, who, who you marry has huge implications uh, on your life and, can, and, and could impact your, your walk with Christ and, and what that looks like. And so because of that, it's important to get relationships right so that we can get uh, life right. And we kicked it off uh, three weeks ago, uh, talking about this, uh, the, uh, exposing the lies of singleness. Uh, because there's some lies about singleness, amen, that we've been led uh, to believe. And one of the lies, uh, ultimately it was this, that your singleness Uh, isn't a sentence, right? That those of us who are married, we have to stop treating those that we know who are single as if they have a sickness that needs to be cured. They're not sick. (laughs) They're just fine. And if you're single, don't treat it as a sentence that you're waiting to be freed from, but instead embrace it as an opportunity uh, to continue to walk into that person and become that person that God's called you to uh, become. And then last week, uh, we asked the questions that every couple, or we shared the questions that every couple uh, should ask. And um, it was, this was the big idea that just because you ask questions, that doesn't question the relationship, but it develops the relationship because it provides you insight and details and helps you learn uh, the, the person you're dating or either uh, who you're married to. And so uh, this Sunday, we were supposed to do this last week, but this Sunday, uh, we're going to get to tag team uh, this together as we continue this collection, uh, Can We Talk and uh, we're going to use um, a couple of verses to help guide us in this conversation.
1: Yes, I'm so excited to be here last Sunday. Sweet baby Zoe was not feeling well. She had nothing. I don't know, um, but I'm so excited to join us today and it's such an honor to be up here with you. Uh, so, um, we'll start with scripture. Our first is from Psalm 34:18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save, saves those who are crushed in spirit. And then in Psalm 147, 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds.
0: Amen. So, we're going to use those two verses to kind of help us navigate this conversation this morning. But before we jump into it, let's pray. Father... We're grateful, we're thankful, God, for these moments that we share. Uh, God, thank you for today. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to gather around your word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. God, thank you for your presence. You're already here, so we just thank you for your presence. And I pray uh, that we're just in tune to what you're saying to us. Uh, Give us eyes to see what it is that you want to reveal to us. God, give us ears to hear what it is that you're speaking to us. And as we always say, we're your servants. So speak, Lord, because we're listening. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. "Come on, come on!" Everybody said, "Amen, amen, amen." So, you know, the reality is, if not, you know, all of us, uh, most of us have been here. We've, we've been on the side uh, of a of a breakup. We, we, we've we've uh, we've we've had to have <laughs> that that can we talk. Um, uh, conversation. And maybe some of us, we can look back and, and we're proud of the way uh, that we handle it. And for others of us, we're kind of looking like, you know, I didn't handle that so well. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of e- embarrassed. I have a little bit of regret for how I handle that. And I know for both of us, uh, we've had uh, some, some heartbreaks some, some, or some breakups, I should say, um, and some, some things that just, you know, they just ended. I know, uh, for me, I can remember one back in, uh, in high school. I was an underclassman. I can't remember. Maybe, maybe I was a freshman. I can't recall. And, uh, this girl had interest in me. So I was like, okay, half the work is done then. You know, she's got interest (laughs) in me. I don't have to convince, you know. And, uh, so, yeah, she, and she was older than me. So I was like, man, look at your boy. Like, <laughs> pulling the older girls. So, anyway, we were, I guess we were just talking. You know, that's what, what we would call it. We were talking. And I remember after school, I'm at home and uh, my phone rings and it's her. And I was like, you know, like, I just saw you. What, what is it? And <laughs> that was, I didn't say that it was going through my mind. And uh, she, she calls me. And it's like, yo, uh, you know, I think we need to chill for a little bit. Like, I think basically we're, we're done. So I was like, you know what? I was just happy to be in the game anyway. So, you know, in my mind, I was like, it's all good. But then I felt like I, I, I heard her say, but I still like you. So I was like, okay, I'll go along with this. Well, I still like you too. <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? But then she goes, What? No, so I gotta go. I got I got things to do. If I if I could have hung up the phone any harder, it wasn't it was a cell phone, so I couldn't do that. So I pressed the mess out of that button, but it's all good. So this is random.
1: I did have um, a breakup. Um, <clears throat> Michael Hamilton. Your water's there. Uh, yeah. So I was dating this guy named Michael.
0: What a coincidence.
1: And so he had asked me to be his girlfriend. The next day, we went to his friend Jazz and Reggie's engagement party, and they wanted everybody to stand up and introduce themselves. And he was like, I'm Michael. This is Katie, my girlfriend. And I'm like, yay, hey. And then he calls me the next day and says, let's break up. <laughs> True story.
0: <laughs> it's a true story. It's, I have no debate in that. But, but let me give some context to it. I just couldn't believe, like, could it be I have found the, the, the one? And I just, it was so much I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I just needed to pause for a second. Just
1: a day. And you called so, me back the, later that week. So to be fair, it literally was like two days.
0: I mean, from the time of the call, but for me to get back in good spot was a minute,
1: because
0: <laughs> it was, it was a thing. So this is a miracle, basically, I guess. <laughs> but listen, today we just want to shed some light on how to handle breakup, the breakup, right? On what to do when the heartbreak happens, and and you know, I know you may be dating someone right now, uh, so so this conversation has value, um, if, especially if if you're dating, uh, and and if if you're married. Like we're not, let's have another conversation. Uh, but you you probably know someone who who this applies to, or you've been through this and and you can understand this. But if you're dating in here this morning, please listen. Um, we we hope that it, it works out, right? We 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 hope that you know you, you guys you get married and and all and all that good stuff. Um, but in case if God doesn't have your paths going to the same place in in your lives uh, to, together. Uh, we want to be able to share some insight and some information on how to, to navigate uh, well if this happens. And if at some point I make eye contact with anybody this morning, I don't know your story <laughs> or situation. I'm just trying to communicate well by looking across the room. So please don't. I feel like I need to give that disclaimer. I don't know anyone's situation, where you're at, or, or none of that. And so today we want to have this conversation That called this. We broke up. So now what? And so if you're taking notes, I want to encourage you to do so. If you're not, you can title that, uh, your your notes. We broke up. So now what? So what do you do after the breakup? What do you do when it didn't turn out the way that you anticipated? Uh, When you experience uh, a breakup, typically, whether it's You know, our own experiences are just kind of watching the experiences of those that we know. Uh, There are really four choices that we typically make uh, when a breakup happens. And so this morning, we're going to navigate through these uh, choices. And so it's the four choices to make after the breakup. And we're going to jump right into it this morning. That first choice is this, recognize or rationalize, right? we got to recognize or rationalize. You know, I'm coming up, for me, I'm coming up on my uh, snap anniversary. Some of you are like, what is that? <laughs> so uh, uh, five years ago, around this time, I had snapped or ruptured my Achilles tendon. That's the thing down here that makes your foot move like this and controls uh, all of that. And so I'm coming up on that anniversary, and I can remember uh, what I felt in those initial moments. I was playing basketball at the end of the game. And our team was up, and uh, we're kind of basically playing keep away, and I'm dribbling around the guy, and uh, I fall down. And then the ref goes, travel. I was like, yo, you're tripping, because this guy just tripped me up. And when I stood up, I realized he didn't trip me up. That was the moment when my Achilles snapped. And so I pretty much like a pirate hopped over to uh, the sideline, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, you know, in the moment, I didn't realize that, that was my, that my Achilles had snapped in that moment. I thought it was just some weird... Ankle sprain. So I'm sitting there, then it hits me, like, this is not an ankle issue. And I'm like, yo, did I just, no way, I did not. Like, I was just, all these are my thoughts. There's no way I've torn, like, I've played basketball forever. Like, I played in college, uh, at one point, you know, played in six different leagues at a time. I would leave, I would start the first half at one league, halftime leave and go to the other game because they both were at the same time. Like, I've played a lot of basketball and I've never had any real injury outside of, you know, like a little ankle sprain or or something like that. Maybe a bum knee one time but nothing significant. So this was like my first time having to deal with a real significant injury. And so in that moment, I just remember like, I had to sit here and like recognize what happened. Or I can sit here and rationalize. It's like, no, no, it's good. I'm not not hurt. Just give me a second. Let me get some ice. I'm going to get right back in the game. But, But that, that wasn't going to work, because the reality is my Achilles was was snapped, and I was starting to feel the pain come in, and I'm not talking about the pain of the injury, the pain of the disappointment, like, yo, this is going to change everything in terms of playing basketball and being active and all those things that I love to do, and here's here's where I think this relates, sometimes, uh, family, that sometimes we don't want to recognize the pain, because recognizing The pain we feel like it makes us weak. But recognizing the pain doesn't make you weak, it helps you heal. So the the, the faster that I could recognize like something is off from this pain that I feel, this injury that I have, the quicker the healing process can begin. And so what we have to do, we have to recognize the pain of a disappointing moment. Like, they broke up with me. I thought this was going to go. Like, this was it. And now it's, it's not. Our lives are going in two completely different directions. We have to recognize the pain of a disappointing moment. You know, one thing about being in pain, too, is that you don't see things, you know, well. Your, your vision is a little blurry. You have some, some blind spots. And here's why it's so important with who you surround yourself with, not just in these times, but just in general, so that those people are there. During these times, you want to have people around you that are willing to help you see what you don't see. That's why we encourage belong groups so much. And if you're new here, belong groups are our small groups here. And I want to say this if you connect with the Becoming Church in any way, the greatest way that you could actually connect with the Becoming Church is getting in a belong group. That Sunday morning, like this is awesome and this is amazing, but it's our heart, our dreams. That the bread and butter of the Becoming Church, the secret sauce, if you will, would be connected, would be you being connected in a belong group. And they're actually on the website uh, right now. You can go and you can check them out and you can join one. I think until March 5th, those groups are going to be open for you to join. And maybe you're saying like, yo, I went through the groups, didn't see one I like. Well, here's what I'll say next. You should go through Pathway. Find more about the, about the Becoming Church, how you can be a part of it, how you can belong. Then become a member. And then when Belong Group training is, is offered, take that training and now go host your group. I just saved you so much time <laughs> right there. And now you can find your tribe, your people that, not just talking about heartbreak and disappointment, but in life. When you experience things, that you've got a group of people that you can pick up the phone and help you see what you don't see. But here's the thing, even with all of that, you still have to make this choice of choosing to recognize or rationalize. Mm-hmm. And in order to recognize what do you do, you must. You have to go to the doctor. But the truth is, no one likes going to the doctor. I saw this video recently. Uh, on It was a reel on Instagram. And because it was a reel on Instagram, it means it's real, right? Y- y'all see what I did there too? real, R-E-E-L, tough crowd. (laughs) But it was this guy, he had uh, broken his arm, and I guess he refused to go to the doctor. And so where the limb was obviously intended to be healed in its natural place, it had healed, like, in the wrong way. And it was very weird. It still functioned, but it didn't heal correctly. And I think for some of us, That can reflect our broken hearts. Like, yes, your broken heart with time will heal. But just because it healed, that doesn't mean that it healed correctly. It doesn't mean that it healed right. And if we're not careful, family, we'll just scar over some stuff that needed to be cleaned out. That we'll just scar over some things, some areas that we needed to pay attention to. And that's, for some of us, that's how our relationships look. I guess I I guess we're healed from that breakup, but I don't think that we healed right. And so the first step and the first choice that we have to make is that we have to recognize that we are broken. Recognize that pain. Recognize that disappointment. Recognize that that just happened. Because once we're able to recognize that there's some some areas of pain that we're feeling then we're in a position to now deal with it. But listen, just because we've recognized it doesn't mean we're done. Like there's still more work to do in dealing with heartbreak.
1: That's so good. The next um, choice we have to make is resolve or resign. So that's a choice we have to make, and we'll choose to face the hurt and the pain with resolve or we'll choose to resign, to quit. So resolve is the firm commitment to a chosen path, that you look at the path before you of healing that God has placed in front of you, and you say, I'm going to choose to be committed to this, to the path in front of me, no matter how hard or um, what it looks like. I'm going to choose to stick with it, even when I don't see things changing overnight. I don't feel different. I still have these feelings, but healing takes time. So what happens is we have to do all the right things, but when we do them, we place a time limit on them. Like, all right, the, bro- the breakup happened yesterday. Why don't I feel better? <laughs> you know, it takes time. So don't give up on the healing process. So I think about Michael talking about his Achilles. So it was his... <laughs> wow
0: (laughs) healing takes time you know some of us are still on that process I guess
1: (laughs) so in this process you see he tore his uh Achilles on his right foot so something when we got married I never said I love to drive I'm good at driving that was never a promise I made and i had to drive him around and the two kids at the time forever uh take everybody to work to to weddings i was like taxi driver and that was like that's like that and laundry i'm like no but that it took time he had surgery and so he tore we had to go to the er then go to a doctor and then specialist and then a surgery the cast the boots mm-hmm. You know, all those uh, physical therapy, all those things. So why do we understand the healing process when it comes to the physical, but yet when it comes to, like, our heart being broken, we think that overnight it should just be able to pull all the pieces together. But it's much the same. And I just want to remind you that God is in the midst of your storm, that God is in the midst of your broken pieces of your life. But you gotta keep trusting him. You gotta keep going after him. You have to let him place, if you will, that boot. And you have to let him bind up your wounds. Yeah. And you can experience healing. God wants to heal you, but you're gonna to have to go through the process. Just as we saw up there, there is a process. The process is going to require you to trust God. You gotta trust God even through those reminders, meaning that there'll be things that remind you of your ex. That thing that trigger, like, oh, there's that picture. That's that place we ate at, or in the uh, the thing food. Please <laughs> eat. <laughs> but you can choose to be pressed by that trigger, or you can resign. You must have some resolve about yourself. If you don't have any resolve towards the healing God is inviting you to, you will be uh, by default accept what culture says. Mm-hmm. Culture will tell you this is how you're supposed to heal. This is how you get over somebody, and let them and let them tell you, and it will be painful. Culture will say this is how you get over a breakup. You need to go out. You need to do this. You need to do these things. But I want to ask you, what are you binding yourself to if you do what culture says? Because bad binding will lead to more breaking. The wrong binding will lead you to more heartache and pain. Culture will tell you how to move on from a breakup. Culture will say you should move in together before marriage so that you know what you're getting into before you make a serious commitment. Culture will say to sleep with them first because you got to make sure you actually like it before you commit or why even commit. You can have as many partners as you want, but listen, listen, bad binding will lead to bad breaking. The world has an idea of what they think healing should look like, but listen, friends, it will not heal you. Only the hands of God will heal you. Only God's grace can cover you in these moments of hurt and pain. Remember that in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you. Trust God's plan, his timing, the process of healing that he has for you. You don't have to resign. You don't have to quit, but you can have resolve. Come on, that is,
0: that is good right there. We need to choose to resolve. Not resign. That is good. You know, third choice that we must make uh, when the conversation is, uh, is the choice of rebuilding or reacting. Rebuilding or reacting. So basically, what do we do? You analyze, like, so this has happened. What do we do now that this has happened? So that's that third choice rebuild or uh, react. And so that's a choice that we're going to have to make uh, when we're navigating heartbreak is answering that question, answering this question, am I going to rebuild? out of this, or will I react to this? And that's the choice that we have to make. We're going to have to make that choice of, of either rebuilding or reacting. So I guess this has kind of become the analogy of the day. But, but going back to me uh, tearing my Achilles, after the surgery, I was in a splint. You might have saw it when, when me and the boys were chilling there in the bed. I was in a splint uh, for 10 days, uh, followed by four weeks in a boot where I was non-weight-bearing, uh, and then another four weeks in the boot where I could bear weight, I could place weight on it. Now, that whole process, those instructions that they gave me, were very important because if I took the boot off too soon or decided to place weight on it when I wasn't supposed to weight, place weight on the repaired Achilles, I could have completely derailed uh, the recovery process. So here's the thing: how many of us we experience heartbreak? And we find ourselves taking that boot off too soon. That we just went through pain. We just experienced disappointment. We just got hit with something that we didn't expect nor anticipate. But we find ourselves removing that boot too soon. That we go through a a difficult divorce. We experience the pain of a broken relationship that we thought was headed to marriage. Only to see it end. And instead of going through the healing process to rebuild from the moment we instead jump right back into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the greatest mistakes that is often made is that when people get out of one relationship while their heart is broken and their reaction is simply, well, let me just jump right back into another relationship. Or, or how about you just come here and just be my band-aid right now and, and, and kind of stop the bleeding from this pain that I feel because I need to rebound. And so what happens, family, is that we find ourselves jumping from one situation to the next situation. I call it a situation on purpose. And we do that in an attempt to find something to numb the pain of what we just went through. And so now, every person we date, each time we have sex with someone else, is just a moment to numb the pain, to fill the gap that now exists because of a breakup. And can I tell you this, friends? That is not rebuilding. That's reacting to the pain. And listen, if all we do is react to the pain, we're going to find ourselves in this vicious cycle that won't allow our hearts to be healed, but instead they will position our hearts to become callous. Have you ever seen that person where their face is just stone, it's just hard. They just, you see them, they like, man, they kind of went through some things, perhaps. And it doesn't mean that it's this, but, but oftentimes that's the result of a person who has experienced heartbreak and never gave themselves the opportunity to heal properly. And so because of that, they, they almost literally wear it on their faces and it becomes their perspective. It becomes their lens in which they view life through. And so now they have to analyze every person, every situation in this way. Is this somebody who will break my heart again? And when that happened, you miss the richness and the fullness and the potential of what a relationship could be. Because your expectation and anticipation is that this is not going to end well. And so I'll jump to the chase and I'll destroy this before it can ever be anything. That's what happens when we take the boot off too soon. That's what happens when we don't allow ourselves to heal properly. You know, the thing about that boot is that it kept me restricted. But much more than being restricted, it actually protected me. And perhaps for those of us who are hurting uh, in here, we need some restrictions on our lives while we heal. That there are some things that we just do not need to be involved in while we find ourselves in this healing uh, process. And and just kind of continue this idea of my Achilles. You know, I, when I, when, I, when, I, when it, all the stuff happened, and obviously the surgery and all those things, like I knew I would be immobile for a while. And as an athlete, well, I didn't want to hear that. Like, I want to hoop. I want to get right back to it. So that was a concern, but I'm going to be real with you. I was also concerned about my weight because I love to eat. And in fact, the reason why I, you know, I would go to the gym at like four in the morning and hoop in leagues and all that stuff, the reason why I did all that was because I love to eat. I wasn't trying to be like, you know, Mr. America, whatever it is, you know, the body. I wasn't trying to do that. This was just to eat wings and cake and pies and cookies and, and bread. Yeah, that's the best thing. But, but like that was, that was, that was my, my concern. And, and if I wanted to come out of this and not having to like have a completely new wardrobe, then I had to understand this, that what I consumed was important. That my waistline, depending on whether I consume pizza or whether I consume broccoli. So you're like, where are you going with this? Here's where I'm going with this. My question for you is, what are you consuming? If you aren't sure, here's what we all should be consuming. It's the word of God, simply put. Look at Psalm 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. Family, it's the word of God that brings guidance, that brings direction, that brings insight, that, that, that shows us how to navigate the different moments of life uh, that we experience. The amazing thing about God's word, that it was, it was written in antiquity, but yet speaks with specificity to our lives today. So meaning, although it was written then, it applies to our lives now. But the only way to know and see that it applies to our lives is that we have to be in his word. Because it is difficult to apply something that we don't know. It is difficult to apply to, 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 um, something to be our output if it was never put in us that I can't run down to the bank and try to withdraw money that I've never deposited. And so we have to become people of the word. We've got to consume uh, his, his word and what he's saying. So in the moment that heartbreak happens or disappointment happens, and I'm not just talking about a breakup, but I'm talking about anything that we could experience in life, we can go back to his word and we can see that it says that he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We can go we see that he has plans and purpose for our lives. But that's only something that you can recall when it's something that you've been in, when it's something that you have consumed. It helps us navigate life and it allows us to find healing, to see that we have value, to know that we are his masterpiece, to know that he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, or, and imagine according to the power that works in us, that, that, that's found when we know his word. But we also need a right perspective. Now, what you often notice when people break up and, and, and you know, the heartbreak happens is that they were dating with the wrong perspective. And it was really this perspective that they play so much into the person that they were dating, that we developed expectations for them that they could not fulfill, nor were they ever intended to fulfill. Here's what I mean. Have you ever heard someone say, oh, they just complete me. Oh, you know, we, we were just, we, the universe aligned. No, they don't just complete you. I'm just going to break it to you this morning. Like, like the reality is, no, they, they don't complete you. It's Jesus who completes you. It's Jesus who has given your life definition. It's Jesus. He's the one who knew no sin and became sin so that you and I could become the righteousness of God. So here's the perspective we need to have is that people may sharpen us, but they don't complete us. That as much as I love Katie and as much as she loves me, I don't complete her. She doesn't complete me. But what we do, we sharpen each other, that we help each other see things that we don't see. We, we, have a, because of, we celebrate our differences because our differences actually give us a, a, a new perspective on life and the way we seek things that without, we wouldn't, wouldn't have. But we don't complete each other. We sharpen each other. And so here's what I'm getting at. Until we get the reality that it's Jesus who completes us, we'll always be subjected to reacting to heartbreak instead of rebuilding out of it. And so maybe you're asking the question, well, what do we need to do? Here's what we need to do. We need to get a vision for our relationships. Proverbs 29 and 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no vision for your relationship, you just keep dating the same exact carbon copy of the last person. Because you have no vision for your relationship. You're thinking that it's them that complete you rather than Jesus. And when you get a vision for your relationship, you won't find yourself jumping from one relationship to the next relationship. Instead, you allow yourself to pause and ask this question. What can I learn from what I just went through? What can I learn from what I just experienced? You know, while I was down and out with my Achilles, it may have restricted me from doing some things. But it didn't restrict me from doing everything. And the same is true when it comes to heartbreak. Listen, don't let heartbreak stop you from worshiping God. Oh, I'm going to sit this week out. I just, I'm going to go grab brunch. <laughs> it's going to be open when service is, is, is finished, when the gathering's done. And I'm not saying that to, like, you know, oh, cool, you showed up to church. No, it's so that you can find healing. Don't place that much value on someone that they're going to cause you to stop worshiping your creator, God, the one who has breathed life into you. Don't you dare stop worshiping God. Don't you dare stop serving God. Don't let a heartbreak put you in a place of isolation. I'm just going to go in the room, shut the door and not come out. Don't do that. You need to heal in community. We need each other. In fact, James talks about that. Confess your sins. Confess your faults. Confess your issues. Confess your struggles to one another so that you may be healed. Healing happens in community, not in isolation. In isolation is this constant loop of pain, the constant loop of of anxiety and depression and all of the what-ifs, and it becomes the enemy's playground to keep you captive in that place and you become a hamster on a wheel and literally everything about you becomes sluggish you you, you lose the the perspective of being optimistic about things and you're pessimistic about things and you're always going to find the reasons why this don't work out but when you get yourself in healthy vibrant community it's people saying like listen your life has value your life has purpose I know you're disappointed I know you're in pain but listen we're going to hang and we're going to chill and we're going to kick it tonight and you're going to find some resolve about yourself you're not going to resign you're not going to think that your life is thrown away because of what you've been through god has plans for your life so get up shave clean up and let's go right don't you throw in no towel because somebody said that we're done that just means that one to one okay i'm gonna leave that alone when heartbreak comes we have a choice Either we're going to rebuild or we're going to react. And what what I want us to do this morning is to rebuild out of this. This may be a little petty. But I want them to look from the other side and say, what mistake have I done because of how you rebuilt your life? And you're not rebuilding for that. That's just going to happen. And so you can say, you can Adele that thing and say hello from the other side because you lost your opportunity To be right over here, to the left, to the left. You got it.
1: So the last choice that we want to introduce you today is the decision of being restored or choosing to relapse. So all of us here are faced with that decision is to make, will we choose to entrust our lives in the the hands of God? I get it. It can be tough, especially when you're experiencing heartbreak or a storm. It's tough because many times you don't see him binding up your wounds. But it's right there where the trust must come in and you say, I don't see what he's doing, but I trust that he's doing what he promised. And of course, that's the one choice you got to make. The other option is that you decide to trust yourself to put your pieces of your broken heart? And when we attempt to heal ourselves, we find ourselves relapsing of being restored. So even if, I want to encourage you that even if you have relapsed or maybe those things I described earlier of what culture says to do, if that is you in here, I don't want you to have shame or condemnation. But I want you to know that God has a plan for your life. I don't want you to sit in here and be like, man, I did those things. We all have. We've all, we've all made a choice that maybe isn't exactly what God has. But I want to encourage you that God has a plan. That God still has a better plan and a better word for your life. That there is still a better choice that you can make. So this morning, we've been using the word bind a lot. And you may have noticed it in one of the scriptures earlier that we read at the beginning of the conversation. But know this, those aren't the only times the Bible mentions the idea of binding. All throughout the library of Scripture, you see a picture of covenant, restoration. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, you see this idea of covenant or binding agreement. In both old and new, the concept of covenant points back to a picture of a relationship with God. Maybe you're asking, what is covenant? So a covenant is similar to a contract, but different. A contract, usually some type of exchange. I'll give you these things, and you'll give me an amount of money. A covenant is different because it's not about property being exchanged. It's about the lives being exchanged. It's saying, I'm yours, you're mine. A contract has a period of performance, while a covenant goes beyond time. A contract is based on what you get, while a covenant is based on what what you can give. A covenant is sacrificial. When I think about God sending Jesus to sacrifice his life for us, that was God sending his new covenant. bringing restoration. No longer would we be under the law, but Jesus represents a new covenant, a covenant not based on what we did, but a covenant that considers the condition of the heart. The new covenant that Jesus brings is one that would bind up our wounds of our heart, not just for a moment, not just for a season, but his blood was shed for us once and for all. It was so that we could be healed once
0: and for all. Yeah, that's good. And now as we, as we close, Mike, if you join us, you know, if you have experienced uh, heartbreak here this morning, because we, we don't want to miss that. And please, in nothing that we've said this morning, I don't want you to think that we haven't considered uh, the sting and the pain that that heartbreak can bring, that that disappointment can bring to us. But here's the point that w- Here's the thing that we wanted you to get is that God has made everything available for all of us to be healed, that what happened doesn't have to remain your story, that that heartbreak, because so often I see someone who experienced a difficult uh, breakup, and it has defined the next 20 years of their lives. And even if that's you this morning, it doesn't have to be the 21st year. That you can receive the freedom and, and the healing, and, and and just God molding all the bringing all the broken pieces of your heart back together. That you don't have to wake up and feel swallowed up by shame. And even as Katie mentioned, even if you found yourself in that cycle of one person and the next person, all these things, you don't have to sit here and sit in shame. Listen, that's not the Lord. That's the enemy and the condemnation that he brings. Jesus is saying, accept this freedom and grace to restore what you've walked through and the grace to live in power to know that you never have to walk through that again. That's what he wants to do. He wants to cover you with his grace. He wants to protect you with his grace. You know how he does that? He does that through covenant. So I'm reminded of what God says. said to Moses that I will never leave you nor forsake you said it to moses but that becomes a picture of what you and i can take hold of that he would never leave us that he would never forsake us even in those moments that we may have asked god where are you can i tell you he was there the whole time because the pain you felt it may have been painful but friends it could have been a lot worse The things that you walked through were difficult, but can I tell you, they could have been a lot worse. It was the grace of God and the presence of God that protected you and kept you through that. So listen, family, don't relapse. Don't go back to that pain. Don't go back to that disappointment. Don't go back to that hurt. Don't go back thinking you you need that. You don't need that. Instead, allow God to restore you. And so here's the thing that we want you to take away uh, this morning. You don't need a rebound relationship. You need your life to be rebound by God. So it's not about what, I need, I need this to read. I need, I, need re- I need someone else. I need, I need to talk. I need to, I need to get back out. You don't need that. Allow God to rebound your life allow him to pick up the broken pieces and put you back together, being reminded of this, that we're the clay, that he's the potter, that he's molding us, that he's shaping us, that he's developing us into that person that he wants us to become. No matter if we're sitting on the mountain, no matter if we're in the valley, can I tell you oftentimes the valley gets a a bad reputation but in the valley, there's a lot of things that settle. There's nutrients in the valley. There's growth that can happen in the valley. So don't despise that. You're not down. You're not out. You're just positioned to grow and become who God wants you to become. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray this morning. Father, we're grateful. We're thankful. God, thank you that you do, you bind up the brokenhearted, God, that you heal every wound of the hurting, and God, the truth is there are some of us who are hurting in here this morning, and God, we need our lives to be rebound by you, Lord, not just from a breakup, but God, a reality just from life, God, we know that you can make all things new, <laughs> We need to experience that, God. We need the new that you bring. But then there are also some of us, Lord, that we've never been in this relationship with you, that we haven't known you as our Lord and Savior. But we want the grace that you bring, the mercy that you bring, the protection that you bring, the care that you bring. So if you're in here this morning and you find yourself in any of those two, categories, if you just like God, I'm hurting and I'm not just talking from a breakup, I'm just talking about it in general and you need your heart to be healed and the other, if you want to know if you want to give your life to Christ this morning we're going to take a chance and an opportunity we're going to pray for that but for that first category, if you're just here and you said, I just need prayer I need someone to partner in faith for the broken heart that I have, for the pain, for the disappointment that I feel. If that's you, without anyone looking around this moment, and even if they do, if you need to receive this healing, just just receive this prayer. But if that's you, we you just simply raise your hand? I just want to pray with you. Amen. There's so many hands. Amen. You're not alone in this. Amen. Amen. Father, Reality is, God, you see us. You know us by name. God, you don't just know the number of hairs on our head. God, you have them numbered. And so, God, what I'm getting at here this morning is would you please speak to every broken heart in this place? God, everyone that has walked through and is currently walking through pain and disappointment, God, to the point of not being able to sleep, God, to the point of loss of appetite, God, to the point where it's even affecting them physically, God, I pray, God, that you bring healing, supernatural healing, God, that you remind them that you care, God, that you remind, I pray, Lord, even this week, God, that you would begin to remind them of your closeness, that you're near That you would even say, that Jesus would say that it's best that he would go away for his spirit to come. Who is our helper? Helper, will you help us? Would you mend the broken pieces of our heart? God, where we lost hope, will you give us hope again? Where we lost joy, will you fill us with joy again? God, where we lost excitement, will you fill us with zeal again? You're the anchor of our soul. Anchor us. May we be anchored in you. God, we thank you for healing. And and even through that prayer, may we trust the process. And trust may be the very thing that we need because it was trust that was broken. But, God, we know the only way to trust is to begin to trust again. Help us to trust you in the process of healing you have us on for that second category if you don't know Jesus and you want to know him as Lord and Savior I want to tell you that's the best decision you can make this morning and I'm not going to make this long or drawn out but if that is you this morning we just simply raise your hand I just want to pray a prayer uh, with you this morning Amen I see your hands you please your hands down and I'm going to ask all of us just as an act of solidarity to pray this prayer as well But especially those of you who lift up your hands, can you say this? Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins and give me a brand new start. Today I'm putting my faith and my trust in you. You are my Lord and Savior. And I give you my life. I want to live all of my days serving you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on.